Hello, and welcome to Dopey, uh, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. I'm Chris. I'm Dave. And here we are. Yes. Yeah, where are we, Chelsea? Dude, why, why are you so bad at starting it? <laughs> you do it. Just erase that. No, 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 you do it. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I'm Dave. I'm Chris. And we're back. Uh, back in action. Yes, in Manhattan. At my father's apartment. And uh, I'm sorry for saying this, Dad, because I'm sure you're listening, but it's better that you're not here. Isn't it better that my dad's not here? No, I'd love to have him here again. You would? Yeah. You're so full of shit. You're not, it's so nice <laughs> to not have him here. I love, I love my dad more than anybody. you got to get this apartment. This apartment's great, dude. I'm not getting this apartment, number one. Yeah. Oh, you're wishing my father's death? No, I'm saying in 30 years. You're saying in 30 years... No, it's not going to work out. But that's not the point. First of all, I want to say I thought my my dad's appearance on the show was awesome. It was great. Um, but I, I we got sh- some positive feedback from several people. Here, I'll tell you, this, this is one of my show notes. I'll just get it out of the way now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a couple Mondays ago at, at the apartment that me, my fiancé, and my daughter live at, we had a Hanukkah party. For the Hanukkah party, we invite... Uh, my dad and we invite um, my in-laws okay uh, gotta beep that <laughs> we're playing we're, everybody's playing whatever and uh, this is in Long Island yeah my okay. daughter leaves the room and so it's just me my dad and my in-laws at the table and my dad goes you really need to hear the episode of Dopey that I'm on she says to Linda's parents yeah I'm like what are you doing? To her parents. Yeah. And he's like, it's really excellent. My, he, he thinks his episode is the greatest <laughs> episode ever. Wait, I'm did... like trying to make sure they don't listen to anything. And he's like, it was wonderful. <laughs> and, and then, what? So did they listen to it? Yes. To his episode or yes. other episodes? I know, I begged them not to listen to anything else. So of course they're going to listen to it. Uh, I don't know. I haven't heard back. I heard from, from her dad that uh, from Linda's dad that they listened to his episode and they thought that my dad was really wonderful (laughs) what do you Uh, think about that I feel like we're gonna get in trouble for what I feel like I'm gonna get that call like I got a year ago that's shut it all down call that was more like 10 months ago it hasn't even been a year yet paint a picture of what happened yeah so I'm at uh, this is 10 months ago I'm in Boston and um, I think I got a text message first, and you said, take it down. And I was like, take what down? And you said, take it all down. And I called you, and you said, you have to take it all down, man. And I argued with you for a little bit, and then I took it all down. And then what? And then, no, and then, uh, no, I don't think I took it all down. And then I was like, well, what if we just take your episodes down? And then you were like, wait, like, hold on, just wait a minute. <laughs> you were actively having a conversation with Linda. And then you were like, just take your episodes down. You mean my episodes? My episodes down. You yeah. mean my episodes, not your yeah, episodes. Yeah, Why yeah. do you keep saying my episodes? Yeah, take your episodes down. And then um, and then, <laughs> and then, you were like, but you could probably leave the next one. <laughs> you kept on backpedaling and being like, you can leave this one. And that one. No, we had recorded the next one later. No, the next one was, I remember, because you said you can probably leave the next one. Nobody liked the next one. You know why? Because I'm like eating a full Indian meal while we did that I one. love the next one. The next one's a great story, but I'm literally eating through the whole episode. Yeah, Dopey Nation, go listen to the next one. It's pretty good. 
The story is good, but the, the... It's not even that dopey. It's just a funny story. The mastication is revolting. Yeah. It CJ is, didn't like it. It was disgusting. How many people do you think have emailed us and told us not to eat on the podcast? At least five. More. Yeah. At least 15. <laughs> but we don't do that anymore. You still eat chocolate sometimes. I eat chocolate when you talk. <laughs> I figure we could get away with that. So we just so happy New Year. Yeah, happy New Year. It was just I'm New Year. Back, lend uh, us your ears, and uh, what? We're gonna keep going for 2017. Chris thinks. What was your prediction for the end of 2017 for Dopey? I think it was like 50,000. We're at 60 something. No, for the end of 2017. Oh, 2017. I'm hoping for 250. 250,000 downloads. Yeah. But the Dopey Nation doesn't care about how many downloads. No. How was your New Year's Dopey Nation? Drop us a line. Or just an email or a review. That's the one thing about here is the sirens. You like the sirens. I like the I think it adds an authenticity to the podcast, but in Southampton, there's no sirens. You it gives us street cred. You can, yeah, it gives us street cred, exactly. You can hear a pin drop in Southampton. I like Southampton more because it feels like we're nowhere. Yeah. Can I tell you something about myself? I sleep naked. What? What do you mean? Just always? Always. Do you know why? Why? Because I feel like I'm nothing. <laughs> I take off all my clothes... I get under the blanket and I feel like I'm nothing. And when I wear clothes, I feel like I'm something. I know you sleep naked because I was peeing at your house once and you walked into the bathroom naked in the middle of the night. That was very embarrassing for me. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, it was already lang night. Oh, was that already lang night? Yeah. Uh, it was very embarrassing. <laughs> um, I didn't see anything. I know. Um, <laughs> now, Chris just went, what are you doing? I'm putting my phone away. What are you doing on your phone? Nothing. No, but what were you going to do? It, it beeped. What did it do? It beeped and I had a uh, something from Twitter. Nothing good. You don't even use Twitter. No. Chris would be so good at Twitter if he did it. I'm instead, not good at anything. Instead, you're, you're, oh yeah, you, 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 you regram. You're a good regrammer. I'm a regrammer, yeah. He's good at it. No authentic original content. Any me. original content on Dopey is mine, but it's all bad. <laughs> How about the Pinocchio shooting up dope? Well, uh, Alex said he didn't like that. Why not? He said that Pinocchio was a big part of his youth, and it, he didn't like it. <laughs> Alex is such a pussy. <laughs> I love Alex, but come on. Did he really not like it? He didn't. All right, it's the new year. Let's kick it. We he's kick pristine. Him. Alex is very pristine. No, he's not. So why doesn't he like dope, uh, Pinocchio? He, likes, he dope? said he looked back. He hadn't been like looking at the Instagram. He looked back through everything else, and he said he liked it all except for Pinocchio. And there's so much, so much more offensive stuff than the Pinocchio thing. Did you tell him it was mine? I did. And what did he say? He started laughing. Oh, we should talk about um, kebab now or whatever. No. Why not? Because we're talking about your vacation. Oh, yeah, but that was part of my vacation. Well, Chris just went on a monumental vacation, and I'm not trying to make Chris uncomfortable. They went to, and Chris pronounces it Anguilla. I heard of it in my life as Anguilla, but either way, I've never been there. Either's fine. So I'm sure Chris is right. Um, No, either works. But Chris's parents... And I'm not, I'm not... Stop harping on this shit, bro. Dude, I can't... I, I, I'm not harping. I'm just... I just think it's important that people understand what the hell is going on. They have literally a gigantic mansion in the Caribbean. The house even has a name, doesn't it? Lime House or something? What's it I'm called? I'm telling you what it's called. Limey? <laughs> oh, Limey down the beach? Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called The Lighthouse? It's something like, the, like what you said. Okay. My point is, it is a glorious mansion and Chris had all of his little frat brothers down there for the holiday. There was a couple ladies. How many? Two. 
was the one drinking? No. So she didn't drink? No. Do you think she was drinking mouthwash in the middle of the night? No. She's, uh, she might have a problem with drinking, but she's not like us. Different sort of affliction. I How was your trip? That's more important. It was great. I spent... Uh, well, I already told Dave this, but I'll reiterate it. I spent a lot of my trip walking. Um, at first, I'd go out and I'd swim in the ocean in the morning, and then I'd walk the beach. And then I got like kind of sick of that. I sort of did like the opposite of what everybody else would do like on an island like this, where I actually went out the house. I went out the, the main, you know, the front gate instead of to the beach, and I walked the main strip of the island. And in this this island is like... Half or like seventy percent, kind of like half built houses. Not seventy percent, like sixty percent, like half built houses and stuff, kind of like shanties and goats. And so I would just walk up and down the main street, um, you know, with my shirt off, and all like the Rasta guys and stuff, and so the locals would be driving up and down in these like old beater trucks working, and I'd just smile and wave to them, and everybody smiles and waves. It's Why so would happy. you not wear your shirt? Get a little tan. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, man. I would. Uh, oh, this is what I did. You can't see it, but I go like this. He flashes like, the uh, peace sign. I do peace and, and then to thumbs up. You're like, and then sometimes I go. Would that say so? Peace. This white thumbs up across the chest. This white rich guy is cool enough to say peace. How you doing? And I'm down enough to tap my chest and your. But general. that's what they would do too. Like, yeah, man. They don't see yes, colors. Yes, YT. They don't see colors yes. like us. No, they don't, they don't see colors yes. like us. Yes, they do. They don't. They're like, maybe he'll let us work on his plantation and <laughs> chop down some bananas. I don't know about that. No? No. Maybe him won buy some nice Kali weed. <laughs> some bush weed. No? They don't think so? <laughs> some bush weed. The more I do a Jamaican impression, the worse it gets. I think we should always stop at, yeah, man. You're pretty good at, uh, like, the UK impressions yeah my Jamaican is horrible I say boy that's as far as it goes <laughs> I can't do anything more than that uh, I wish I could so tell so me more, more about the trip so the trip was good yeah so I walked on the street a lot and I waved to people you feel like kind of like a celebrity everybody waves and smiles and like I, boy that'd be the guy from the limehouse down the street <laughs> <laughs> no but you but I, I, re- I, re- I write some articles and stuff for different things so I read an article that I recently read to Dave um, I mean, I read an article that I'm, that's coming out that I'm publishing soon that's just basically about smiling and being nice, but the impetus to write it was walking around in the street because I was waving to everybody. I was like, ah, it's so happy here. I was like, people would just be better off in the United States if they smiled and waved. I do that in Long Island now, and everyone gives me crooked looks. I'm like, yeah, man, boy, what's <laughs> going on? And they look at me like I'm crazy. And you don't do that. I do. You smile. I'm sure you smile. I do this. Hello. Stop Roots. It. Stop it. Boy, why you be driving around the island like that, man? All right, I'm shutting this down. What? I can't the, stop. The trip was good. I can't oh, stop. But anyway, so part of the trip, though, anyways, was... um you say boy once? Boy. <laughs> uh, so anyways, part of the trip was I was in a grocery store, and there were these two Orthodox guys. Oh, you're going straight to Chabad? I'm going straight to Chabad. Um, Did you say Shish Chabad? Chabad. 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 With a D at the Chabad. 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 And uh, so there was these Orthodox you guys. You say it with such scorn, such anti-Semitism in your voice. That's just how you see it. That's how you it's say like it. All your brethren see everything as anti-Semitic. What brethren? Boy. Jewish, <laughs> you mean my Rasta brethren <laughs> down south? So anyway, there are these Orthodox dudes, and what they do is they go up to you, and they'd already done this to me once. They go up to you, and they Do sh- they speak with Jamaican accents? They say, boy, you'll be Jewish, man. <laughs> They see you, dude, and they go up to you, and they go, and they whisper, they go, 
are you Jewish? <laughs> no, but they smile like the biggest creeper. The biggest smile. In the you know, world. And then they whisper, are you Jewish? And you say, are you Jewish? Yeah. And they say no. And then they talk about Habab. And anyways, I talked about... you not disrespected Habad. by calling it Habab? Habab. It's like crazy disrespect <laughs> to you, call it Habab. How do you say it? Habad. Habad. Okay, so we talked about Habad and converting to Judaism. And Did they you gave, say shtick to them? Well, it's funny. Did, did you say, oh, is that your shtick? No, that wasn't uh, for them. Did you like try to like drop no. some Jewish shit because you've been so educated? Oh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I told them about my ex-girlfriend, Tina... Um, who's who, converted? Who's converted to? She's dating and she's going to marry an Orthodox Jew. And I talked about that. I saw on Instagram that she's very excited to get married. She, and she's got uh, menorahs and everything. Who doesn't? I got in a menorah. You do? Well, I, they gave me one. The Habads. <laughs> Why do they give you one if you're not? They give me a menorah. Actually, they did. So I was with I was with Alex, and they were like, and Alex hates them. He gets like really pissed when he sees them because he says they push it on you and guilt trip you if you're like basically like. A reformed Jew or a lapsed Jew, I don't know what you call it. Um, and so he, when he sees them, he goes the other way. And so they ask me if I'm Jewish. I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, but he is. And Alex gets all pissed. So anyways, they went to Alex. They kicked a bunch of their religious stuff to him. And they gave him a menorah and a dreidel. And they gave me a bunch of they gold say, chocolate Why? Things. You better be spinning that dreidel, man. That bit's old, man. I like <laughs> to say, what? it's over? It's over. Can't you just it's try over. a little bit? It's over. It was- I would say... Uh, um, my friend was on a boat and he was like coming into port and there's this Rasta dude uh-huh. and my friend was on the front of the boat and he had like the rope that you tie it to the thing and the Rasta dude was like, da 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 and He's my what? friend's like, what? And the guy's like, da 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 and he kept saying it over and over. Throw the rope. He was saying throw the rope. Yeah. And we had no clue. But he didn't say boy. He didn't say boy. <laughs> no boy. My friend, my friend, sir, who called into the show, he does a good Jamaican and he always says boy. Like, boy. I saw the uh, I saw Banky Banks down there, kicked it with him, he was smoking some herb at Dune Preserve. He's the guy that I read that Rasta thing. I didn't re- I recited it. Yeah. Who's Banky Banks? Banky Banks. Look him up, Dopey Nation. He's got some good music. Oh, He's God. like the local musician down on the island. He just he has this little place on the beach called Dune Preserve. It's like a bunch of like it's like a stage with like sailboats turned upside down and he just kicks it there and smokes weed all day. Has a little bar. Did you smoke any weed while you were down in the Caribbean? I didn't smoke any weed, no. It would have been easy, though. You mean you would have gotten away with it if it weren't for all those meddling kids? <laughs> I'm sure someone tried to. Who? No, I don't think anyone did. What do you mean? No, the only, it was only one person who was questionable, and he was on his best behavior there. So anyways, let's go and get some dopey stuff, dude. We've been doing this. We've been going for 15 minutes or so. We need to hit the new year off with some uh, drug stories. Why do you need to ruin our podcast by worrying where it's going? Because I feel like this is a really boring thing that nobody's interested in. Why do you do that? You don't think so? Why? Because I said boy so many times? Yeah. Really? Is that that why? Yeah. You want me to tell tell my Chabad story? Tell your Chabad story, and then we can post the picture on Instagram. First of all, I just want to say... That Alex... Well, explain what Habab is, Habad is for everyone. Well, I don't even know, really. Habad, Habad <laughs> is... It's, it's a sect of Jews, and I, it can, if you, I don't think we have any Jewish people in the Dopey Nation besides Alex, but... We have Alan. Who? Your dad. Yeah, but he's not really Jewish. Does he know it? Project your voice at the microphone. Buddy. My dad knows what Habad is, and I think my brother-in-law is Habad. But... I'm not sure exactly. As far as I know, Chabad believed that this rabbi... Wait, I thought Chabad is just like... I thought it's just like a week of Chabad where they do like missionary work. That was how I took it. It's not like they're Chabads. They're no. just like regular no. people. Let's, let's, you know what? I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to look it up. 
Because, like, what the fuck do I want to get it wrong for? But I used to be just like Alex uh, and get angry at, um... Uh, and it's not Chabad, necessarily, that run around and say, are you Jewish? It's mostly, um... Uh, Hasidim. Hasid. That's what Alex... Alex said they were Hasids. So why did you say Chabad? Because there were Hasids who were celebrating Chabad by spreading the message. All right. Chabad, also known as Lubavitch, Chabad and Chabad Lubavitch, is an Orthodox Jewish Hasidic movement. Chabad is today one of the world's best-known Hasidic movements and is well-known for its outreach. It is the largest Hasidic group and Jewish religious organization in the world. Founded... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's because they believe that this guy, Rabbi Sneerson, was the Messiah. Interesting enough. That's what they believe. Anyway, I used to be just like Alex, and when I would walk around Manhattan, and they would come up to me and say, Boy, are you Jewish? And I'd say, No, man. Yeah. Um, I would be very like upset and be like, Leave me alone. Like, What are you pushing this shit on me for? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, and I was like that my whole life. Until well, Alex said he they explain shit to you like you're an idiot. He said you Alex is like just, he's been to Jerusalem. Listen, so what? I don't care. I love <laughs> Alex, but he's young and he's very guarded. Yeah. And like it's just I, I know what Alex is like. Yeah. You know? Um and and let me just tell you, I used to be just like that, you know, and I didn't like them to talk down to me and I didn't like anything that they did. And um they would say, Are you Jewish? And I'd say, Yeah, leave me alone. That's what I'd Did say. you really? Yeah. Leave me alone. Remember what they say? They say, "Oh, have a good day." I'd say, "You don't have a good day." <laughs> no, you. I'd say, "Fuck you, Habar." Now you're embellishing. Yeah, no, I'm embellishing. Yeah. But anyway, so they would they would come to where I work and they would say, "Oh, are you Jewish?" And I'd say, "Yeah." What's it to you? And they would say, "Oh, would would you like to do tefillin?" And I would say, "No, I would not. I'm working." And they'd say, "Okay, good job. have a nice day." And I'd say, "Fuck you," and they'd leave. <laughs> And, you uh, would not say fuck you. No, I wouldn't say fuck yeah. you. But I would do that for years. Yeah. And then I went and I met you at Mountainside. Yeah. And when I came back, I was the laughing stock of the restaurant. Everybody hated me. But after you met me, you saw my, my spiritual side and you started to recognize... No, but I mean I, I met you as I got sober. Yeah, but you... But it was in part... Because of you? Because of my influence, right? No. No, you had nothing to do with anything. I'm just trying to include you in the story. Okay. So when I came back from Mountainside, you know, and I had gotten much more sober, and everyone at my restaurant hated me. Yeah. Um, and the Chabad guys came in. <laughs> the only people yeah. they, they, they say, talked to you. Yeah, they'd say, are you Jewish? I'd say, yes. They would say, will you rap to fill? And I said, if it can help you guys out, will, I'll do it. Will you what? Rap to fill in. Okay, explain what that is. To fill in is like, I should Google that because I don't no, really just know. just explain it. What it is, it's a box with these leather straps and you put one on your elbow because it's some kind of a holy spot yeah. and you put one on your forehead yeah. and I had to do it when I was bar mitzvahed because I was bar mitzvahed on a certain day and I was really embarrassed because I had this like very dorky yeah. wooden box on my head and on my arm um, and and they do it in the restaurant in public you know so it's very like kind of uncomfortable that they yeah. can see it but the thing with tefillin is when they wrap tefillin the idea is you say a prayer and they tie this leather strap around your arm. And mm. I had just gotten back from rehab, and it occurred to me how much it reminded me of... Do your veins start bulging? Yeah, they do. <laughs> That's why I did it just to remind, give myself some comfort. You know, just to remind... It's very unholy. 
but it would give me some comfort just to remember that that was a part of my life. So I kind of mixed it too. I also thought it I didn't was, uh, do the opposite. What? You know, like it's like tying off. It didn't sort of like remind you of something and make you start craving. No, it just it was like you were protected by Habad. Maybe I think it was like it was a crazy. Did you tie off? Were you a tie off guy? Oh yeah, never. Never, I, I, I never you, tie off. You brag about that on Toby. Never tie off. Do you know what I would use to tie off? Dude, I'd just have cannons running through me. And even when they started to collapse, I could just stick it in there and dig it around until I find it. And yeah. I would take a wire, like a, like a cord, Yeah. and I would tie a knot in one side and loop the thing in, like a, even like an extension cord. Yeah. And, just, and I'd just rip it and tie it very hard and I and, and if you went through my drawer of like utility cords they all had knots because really? I used them all <laughs> then I used then I used a tie I remember some girl I was seeing caught me she was like why do you tie your tie like that I was like no reason <laughs> but so I would let the Chabad tie you off tie me off because and then one guy who everybody knew what I and was Dopey doing Nation we have a picture of this we're gonna post on Instagram uh, of Dave of, re, of how long ago a couple weeks ago no, that's years ago. Oh, that was an old one? Uh-huh. Um, but So go to our Instagram and drop us a review and uh, send us an email and uh, follow us on are Facebook. Are you out of sorts? <laughs> are you out of sorts? So just keep going. What's going on? This is good. What? No, seriously. What's going on? Nothing. Do you feel uncomfortable? No, it's good. The story is... Uh, it's good. You don't like the story. No, it's good. You made me tell the story and now you want it to end. <laughs> well, I realize it's not going anywhere. Because it's over, right? What do you want to talk about, Chris? Hmm. What's wrong with you? Why don't we talk about what the fuck is wrong with you? Let's look at you, you start talking about Kaban <laughs> so that I'll tell that story and then you end it before I'm done telling it. I just want to get to some drug stories. Let me see what you got in your notes over here, your show notes. Okay, Dave's got nicotine number one. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Dave's show notes, okay? This is the show notes for this dopey episode. The first thing is nicotine, which I know what he's going to talk about for that. But the next one is addiction. Oh, that's great. That really narrows it down for us. I think you think we do a different show than the show we actually do. What is to oh to fill in is what we just did. Shabbat. Shabbat. Funny love storm. Work story. Funny work story. You got a funny work story? Yeah. Killer. What's killer? Killer is a non-dopey story, but it's really funny. Tuna. That's part of the work. Oh, story. good so bad arrow. cover. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we got some stuff here. You think what you just did is better for the show than what I was just doing? You think this? Look at you! You're like in the paper. You forgot the show's happening. You're yeah. reading a list. I think it was good. Yeah. Um, you see, I think that you and I really have one big what? What? <laughs> you know, his grease is on the show notes. Where's the grease All from? Sh- <laughs> Where's it from? Toby Asian. He has this piece of shit. <laughs> It says shalom to all on the back, and it's just covered in grease. Why do you put me down? You say you even want to gang up on me when nobody else is here. You're not a good person. That's the article you wrote? Oh, my God. That article was good. You didn't it's think just so? untruthful. <laughs> Dave was telling me before the show started that the difference between me and him is that I'm very kind to strangers and that I'm mean to my friends and that I seem like a good person, but deep down I'm really a bad person. And whereas with him, Dave is a bad person to everybody, <laughs> and he seems horrible, but in reality, he has a good heart and he's a good person. No, Do you stand by that? 
I didn't say that. You said something like that. Listen, what I said was, you act like you're a good person, but in reality, you're a horribly self-seeking person. <laughs> I and I act that. like a horrible self-seeking person, but in reality, I'm good. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Of course. Now, wh- where are your show notes, Smarty Pants? <laughs> They're upstairs in my head. Oh, let's, why don't we ver- journey upstairs? <laughs> wait, no, wait, I think we got it. And um, I do have some show notes in my notes, my phone notes. No, I think we should start my thing. My thing. That read oh, the- hidden drugs. Did we do hidden drugs? I think we did. Did we? Yeah. Did we really? We could do it again. I love hidden drugs. Um, oh, and then email from Adrienne. That's a good one. And Courtney email. Who's Adrienne? Yeah, we didn't do hidden drugs, did we? I don't know. I love hidden drugs. Let's do hidden drugs. Do you have a hidden drug? So, uh, sorry, do you have I, any hidden just, drugs? Just to clarify, <laughs> probably somewhere. Just to go, oh, I'll have a good, I just thought of a good hidden drug. So anyways, Dopey Nation, we got an email from somebody who, who asked us if we had any stories about like hiding drugs and forgetting about it or, or where we hid them and stuff. Um, actually, he didn't say forgetting about it, but one of my hidden drug stories is about the time I hid drugs and forgot about it. So would you like to hear more? Please. It's actually just timely. It's really not that funny, but um, like when I was like 26, I lived at home for like six months and um, I uh, was doing Xanax and I bought a bunch of Xanny bars, like two milligram Xanaxes. And uh, I love Xanax. Yeah. So, but I, and I, but the problem with me and Xanax is I just keep taking it and I black out and I forget that I've even taken it and I just keep taking it. So I was full on blackout and um, uh, I remember like a couple little snippets and I had uh, turned the shower on, and I guess my parents were home, and this, I was like 26 at the time, and the shower was running for like an hour and a half, I guess, and I hadn't even gotten in the shower yet. And finally my parents said something to me, and the weird thing is, I can kind of seem okay too, you know what I mean? Like I'm blacked out and I do really dumb things, but like I, if someone talks to me, I almost seem like I'm fine. And so I it's because you seem retarded when you're when you're <laughs> fucking two. So anyway, so like oh, it's just Chris, honey. Yeah. yeah so anyway, so I fucking all this Xanax. I like I blacked out, and the shower was on forever. I went to bed, and I woke up the next day, and I know I had a shit. Like I had like thirty bars, right? And I probably took like six or seven and blacked out and didn't know what happened. And I couldn't find, like, the other 24. I clearly didn't take... If I took 30 bars in a, in a night... I wouldn't die, but I'd black out for, like, four days. Like, I've done that before. And so... You might die if you took 30 bars. No, I took 60 bars in two days and drank. And that's when I robbed a veterinarian. So I've done that. I've done doses like that. But, um... So I knew I have, like, another 24 Zanny bars... And I fucking couldn't find them anywhere. And the problem is when I black out, I'll hide it and I'll hide it really fucking good. And then I wake up the next day and I don't remember where it is. But usually I can – I'll never – I won't remember where it is. But I can just start searching spots that I think are good. And the spots that I think I'm good when I'm like clear-headed are the same ones that I'll think are good when I'm blacked out. So I can find it. But I never fucking found these antibars. So they're they're hidden somewhere. Still? No, yeah, I don't know where they are. So they're hidden somewhere in my in my parents' place, and I don't know where it is, right? And uh, I used to have syringes hidden too, and those are gone. So the, somebody found them over the years. So they did look through shit. I don't know if the housekeeper did or something like that. But there's these bars that disappear in when I was 26. So I'm 32 now, and like two months ago, my sister's dog gets extremely sick, 
like they have to rush her to like the ER vet, right? And the dog's like dying, right? And my sister has these little tiny, tiny dogs and they were in my uh, parents' apartment. So I get a call from my sister and she's like, Chris, like, you know, I don't want to like upset you, but I just need to ask like, it, was there, could there have been any drugs like on the floor in your room under like under your bed or something like that? Um, because like in the ER, they're asking like, is there any chance like they ingested some sort of like narcotics or anything like that? And like I said, no. And the first thing I thought when she said that, the first thing I thought was like, oh, there's antibars. Yeah. Like maybe they found those antibars. And then I said, I said, no. And then I actually like, I felt really bad even though I thought about it. So I messaged her back and I said, you know, I lost like some Xanax like a long time ago. Like, you know, like maybe they I'm found Have you seen them? Because <laughs> I'm still <laughs> looking for them. <laughs> maybe they found that. But anyways, the dogs hadn't ingested a Prazolam and they're fine. They did? No, they hadn't. They had not. Dude, all I can think of in that story is your sister at the, the vets. Well, I guess my parents, she was going to call me. My parent and they were like, don't call and ask him that. Like, it'll upset no, him. No, but I can just imagine. Like, what the your sister, Your sister's at the vet and the vet says... Is there any chance the dogs I kn- ate any kinds of drugs? <laughs> the and first thing they think, yeah, exactly. And your sister's like, well, my brother is a horrible drug addict. <laughs> you know, what do you think she said? Maybe Chris had some fucking Xanax on the floor or uh, something. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that scene is my, it's like if it was a TV show, zoop, and you're in the fucking vet clinic, and he's like, to, to, to your sister, is there any chance the dog ate any kind of illegal drug. <laughs> what do you think she said? I don't know. I think she did say I was an addict and then she called me. Of you know? course. Um, you know, I was just remind me real quick, real quick one. This has nothing to do with hiding drugs, but for some reason I thought about it. I used to hide piss everywhere when I was in rehab for like... I'd just be in, in case you had clean piss? Yeah, so I'd be in rehab for these fucking marathon stays of like six months to nine months to a year and um at varying places and i would somehow get drugs in there and i'd relapse and so i'd hide piss all over the place like clean piss right and so this one place that's a real professional rehab goer <laughs> one who smuggles in drugs and clean urine no or you set yourself no, I, up with i clean set urine myself in my own so piss. that the, re- the relapse can be uh, yeah be so free. it's my own piss yeah so but anyways this reminded me though I had a, one pair of, like, boxer briefs, you know, like, tight briefs, and um, this one place, I didn't hide the piss, but they would piss test you on the spot. So I just had a vial, I think it was, like, sweet breath or something, like, full of pee, and I had boxer briefs on, and I would keep it, like, you know, beneath my, like, balls and my, like, anus in that spot with boxer briefs on, so it was also, like, warm. So I literally just had, for months, like, 24 hours a day... A bottle of piss. Were you the same box of resource. Yeah, well, it was whenever I was dirty. So well, what and I was did always you using. have when you were in that rehab? What would you use, dude? This rehab. Oh my god, dude! This kid, this guy. So it's this huge fucking rehab called Los Encinos. There's like six different wards, right? Is that the one from Celebrity Detox? That's the one where Dr. Drew was, right. but that was PRC Pasadena Recovery Center. But Dr. Drew was at Los Encinos when I was there. And so anyways, there's like six different wards and I was in, there's like... But on that show, they're never at Lost and Cena's. They're never at Lost and Cena's. And Bob Forrest was there too, at Lost and Cena's. So anyways, there's like six different wards in this place and there's also doctor's offices and people can come on and see a doctor and leave. And some of like the wards, like the different like sections in the rehab are like locked down, you can't leave. So I was in this one that wasn't locked down. Like you could wander the campus. It was this really big, beautiful campus, you know, with trees and orange trees and bullshit. And so, in Las Encinas. Yeah, and so I had this middleman, right, that would bring me drugs, right? It was my ex girlfriend's current boyfriend, right? And he was such a fuck up, dude. He didn't even own a cell phone, right? 
And what he would do is he would just your ex girlfriend's boyfriend, current at the boyfriend. Time. So yes. you stayed friends with this ex girlfriend. Yes, and she was going out with this drug dealer. Yes, and he's doing a ten year prison sentence now. This guy now. Yeah, his name's Mike. And uh, so, anyways, he was just the grimiest looking guy. He didn't shower. He'd sleep in his two seater truck. He didn't own a cell phone. And he was like a middleman. And I would scrape together money sometimes. How would you get the money together? I'd get it from other residents or like, I don't even know. You know what I mean? Like, it somehow I'd get it. And when I was in the non lockdown ward, where you know, people, again, could walk onto the treatment center to see doctors. He would just come, literally, I wouldn't even be able to call him to ask him for drugs. He would just show up at the rehab looking for me and just yeah just find me so so dude this is finally when i got caught one so he shows up looking for me he's done this like three or four times and he shows up and he just looks like the worst he's ever looked looks so fucking shitty right and he's looking for me right and so he finds me we like meet for a bit and he leaves right and it's like i would have to give him money he'd get it and come back and so he didn't even give me anything i just gave him money he's supposed to come back and give me drugs and i already had some drugs too i already had some meth and a syringe in my room and he fucking leaves and i've been doing like the the pee carry the pee on me 24 hours a day thing right and he leaves and they're like chris we need to search your room you need to be present for the room search and so they go and they're searching my room right and they have a part they have two people searching they have someone searching my room and then someone searching behind the person who's searching my room <clears throat> and it's because they saw this shady fucking dude who's like where's chris and they saw me talk to him right and so they're going through my shit. Where did he would see you? In the lobby? He'd just wander around. It's just, just like How do you huge... wander around a drug dealer? You can't. It's like, so there was like doctor's offices there too that would meet with people. And there's security at the front, but they won't stop you if you just walk in because they think you're going to see a doctor, right? I don't know how to describe it. It's like this big open campus, right? So anyways, he fucking, uh, he leaves and they're searching my room and there's two people searching and I know they're going to find it, right? I know they're going to find the drugs, right? And, uh... So what was it? It was in like it was like hidden in the compartment in a bag. It was a syringe and like a little bit of meth. Like dude, like literally like one tenth of a gram. It was like one shard of meth in a syringe, and I really wanted it still, even though it would barely do anything, right? And so they're searching my room, right? And finally, like I know they're gonna find it. I see how thorough they're doing, and like they're gonna get to it eventually. And I'm like, all right, you want me to just show you? Like where the meth is, and the guy's like, "Thank you." Or where the drugs are, and he's like, "Okay, thank you." So I go into the bag and I take it out. It's the syringe and the and the um, the bag of meth, and uh, I'm like, "Here it is." And the like orderly guys like, "Gas, like thank you for doing that, Chris. Like you know the deal. You're going to be transferred to lockdown. They don't kick you out. They just transfer you to like the place you can't leave where you're locked in." And I'm like, "All right." He like holds out his hand to give him the drugs. And I'm like, "No." <laughs> I refused to hand the drugs over to him. And then he made this big ordeal and was going to call the police. He's I like, think you told the story on Dogecoin. I did tell the story because then it just got progressively crazier after that. This isn't even the crazy part. That's the part where you rang the door for the Haldol shot where you breathed the window? That was the place. That was, a, that was in the same story. That was months before this already. That had already happened months before. This is when I then ran out of the rehab with the girl and got picked up by the bounty hunters and went to jail. Yeah. But anyways. Um, one time. I digress. I have I have a bunch of stories, but hidden I'm, stuff. Huh? Hidden well, stuff. Hidden stories for me are like, cause like lots of people, we all have hidden drugs. Anybody who uses drugs has hidden drugs. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You know, and the only good spots are the spots you forget. 
Because the spots that you remember, you use them right away. Yeah. Because it's not like you have drugs. It's like only people who aren't drug addicts can keep drugs hidden away for a long period of time. Yeah. Because if you're a drug addict, you're going to use it immediately. Well, and also the best spots are really good hiding spots that you have easy access to. Because whatever's in there, it's going to be there for 6 to 12 hours, like you're saying. What do you mean? It's going to be there for at most a few hours. Right. Yeah. It's not going to last. <laughs> yeah. So like um, – Unless you're buying – I mean and I, I never had dope for – did you ever have dope for more than a few days? Never. Never. Never at all. No matter okay. how much you have. You get six, six bundles. It's yeah. fucking gone. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. Or at least it never – I would – I've never had a supply that lasted five days. No. Me no matter, and I would get like ten bundles. Me neither. But, I, but it could never last because it just couldn't. I bought like an eighth of meth and that lasted like – a week. Yeah. Well, that's... Just because you can't keep using it. <laughs> but what an excite... I remember when I was on drugs, and if I got... Like, I, I remember, like... I can barely remember this, but... I lived down the street, and I was on methadone, and, like, I became part of this weird heroin-buying co-op, yeah. where there was, like, four or five of us, and the rest of them were all, like, middle-aged methadone people who talk with the methadone voice. Yeah. And they're, like, they're just, like, who's going to buy the dope this week? Yeah. And everybody would buy the dope. Like, and I got, I bought, like, ten bundles off some dude on, the, on in Washington Heights, and you're just fucking in what? Just talk louder than mic. You're in dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have... A lot. So whatever they don't have, you have... And, and you don't you just use indiscriminately and, but you feel like nothing can go wrong yeah. because you're never going to run out and I wound up having all this dope and, and I didn't sell it and I used it and I never paid the guys for it and they never came looking for the money it That's was weird. really crazy and my hiding spot then remember those remember those flashlights like the red flashlights that are plastic yeah I just put it in the batteries in there and I would just keep it right in the front of the house <laughs> And like, and I remember every day I'd see I have all these bags and I'm like, did, did it. and I would just use them, use them, use them, use them, use them. And then I never paid for it. And they never came looking for it. That's me. weird. Um, that's very weird. That guy, Mike, the one I was telling you about was in prison for 10 years now. He, uh, like a few weeks after this happened, before I went to jail, I was staying in a hotel with this chick. I had ran away from that rehab and, uh, I brought somebody else over to buy meth and this guy... He got a $4 million lawsuit. He broke his neck. He was in a wheelchair and he did math and he paid $600 to Mike. And I, you know, called the, or I somehow got in contact with the crazy guy, Mike and a grimy dude. And he showed up, he gave him 600 bucks. And I remember he left really fast and it wasn't my $600. And he just, he burned this guy in the wheelchair for six. Mike? Mike did. He took it. What kind of an idiot is going to give cash before they get drugs? I know. So anyways, I vouched for him. <laughs> you vouched for Mike or the guy in the wheelchair? I vouched for Mike. I gave Mike the wheelchair guy's money. That's and then, the word. And then Mike never came back. The wheelchair guy left, right? And so we're sitting in the thing and we're like, we're like, Mike's never coming back. And for some reason, Mike's jeans were in the hotel room. And we're like, oh, like, I still remember this. It's not that funny. But for some reason, I just think it's the most hilarious thing in the world like oh let's like see what Mike has in his belongings because like he left his belongings and he had his jeans why did he how did he leave I don't his remember jeans? Dude, but for some reason his jeans were in so the... he took his pants off and <laughs> stole the guy's money and left with no pants I don't know his jeans were in there though right and so we go to his jeans you know what he had in his jeans two pennies <laughs> I remember just, just like I thought it was the funniest thing ever so what did you say to your poor is your wheelchair friend paralyzed yeah so you have a paralyzed friend, <laughs> that, and, you, and you 
did Mike like come back and give you? Drugs? I never saw Mike again. That was the last time I saw him. Is when he burned. So that's why when you, you're happy, he's in jail because he did. No, this. I don't care. Mike, if you're listening, you should write us a review. Mike, yeah. Fucking one time, I was in this. The tree. girl that he was with was Ashley, who was the one I asked to punch me in the nose. Yeah, that was the girl. I always picture Ashley to be an East Coast girl, though. Let me show a picture of her. No. Okay. Um, one time, I was in treatment in California. She was really hot. All right, let's see. One time I was in treatment. In, no, don't out. No, please. All right. I was in treatment in California. I was in big trouble. And I asked my parents, I just said I have to go to treatment, you know? Yeah. And they, it was expensive. It was like, it was an expensive detox. Yeah. Because I was tired of going to the public detox. So they yeah, put yeah. me. And did it, the insurance private pay deal. But it was, it was short. I think it was like seven days or something. And it, but it was nice. It was like in, in Southern California somewhere. And I think on the third day, you know, I think I stopped taking meds and um, I called Todd and I was like, Todd, you got to bring me some fucking dope. And he was like, no way, man, I'm not going to do it. I was like, just bring me some fucking dope. I'll pay you when I get out. Uh, And uh, and there's this guy in here who has money and and he'll he'll pay you. So Todd's like, no way. What am I going to do? Uh, I can't. What am I going to do? I was like, just come visit me. They let visitors come. Yeah. I was like, come visit me and, uh, and we'll smoke some cigarettes and we'll talk and, uh, and you just give me the dope. Yeah. And I think it was my last night there or something. He drives two hours. Why didn't he just leave? I don't know. Yeah. I was an idiot. I was like 27 or yeah. something. Maybe I was older. Maybe I was 30. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he drove down with, with a bundle of dope. He gives it to me at this at a table and detox. Then me and the dude, then me and this dude wound up doing the dope. We shared like a bunk bed or something. Got fucking high as shit. There was something incredibly satisfying about getting super high in detox. Like, well, you know what it is because you get so no. sick there. You get so sick there, and then all of a sudden you're you're high. You know what it was for me, um, and I know what you're talking about. And it wasn't the sickness. It was it reminded me of getting high at my parents' house when I was like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Right, because where like, I felt pretty. It's, no, it's not even the you're safe. I felt safe. I right. felt protected because it's sort of like. When you're out in the real world using, it's kind of, like, scary and dangerous. But when you're, like, in this place where, like, it just feels safe. I don't think that's what it was. I think we were all sick. Yeah. I think we were, we were in withdrawal. Yeah. We were sick. We, we wanted to feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, we, I was reading a Pete Townsend book. I've read, like, 20 books about Pete Townsend. I would just sit there all day reading about Pete Townsend. Do you even know who Pete Townsend is? Yeah, he's the musician. What band is Pete Townsend in? Um... He's kind of like Stevie Ray Vaughan. The Pete Townsend Band. Um, right? No. What's um, the band called? The Who. Oh, The Who. I know, um, I know The Who. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. I the know point the is, though, listen, this episode has been very dopey and not, like, normal dopey. No, it was just Shabbat in the beginning. Now it's just now say it's dopey. It, say it right. Chabad. Listen, that shit that I did with Todd back then... Todd's still angry because I don't think I ever paid him. I know that guy never paid him. Mm-hmm. And speaking of which, lots of people have been asking about Todd. I've been hearing yeah. about Todd all over the place. Yeah. And, uh, and Todd has not been very communicative with me, uh, which never... I never... Is he out in upstate New York? He's in upstate New York. He claims uh, he hasn't used in a long time. I mean, he, I mean, he's living in his folks' house, and he has to be using at least less... If it's lying. Yeah. He can't be doing what he's supposed to do. He said he couldn't call in tonight because 
Um, he's working. I'd say he's drinking and smoking weed and doing dope and pills occasionally. I, I mean, I, I have to think that if he was actually clean, I'd hear from him more. Yeah. But he did text me at like 5 in the morning to say Happy New Year's on New Year's Day. But at 5 in the morning, that's suspect. Yeah, was he waking up or going to sleep? I don't know. It's weird. But, um, but what, did you Todd, do? what did you do for New Year's? I went to um, a party on Long Island. Oh, yeah, you texted me. What did I text you? That the party sucked. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough. It's weird. My life has become kind of strange, you know? Yeah. You know? But, um... Because, like, everybody's... families and stuff. Yeah, but everybody was drinking. And, like, they're like, why don't you drink? And, like, all I want to say is, because I'm a horrible drug addict, and if I drink, it could... That's what I say. No, you don't. I do. That's the first thing I usually say some bullshit, like, try to be funny. I'll say, like... Because uh, one's too many and a thousand's never enough. I'll say some shit like that. I just didn't want to, like, cause a whole thing. Like, I didn't want to make people uncomfortable. Really? So I was just like, I don't... Well, the I truth... actually like it. It opens up a line of conversation. Right. If agree. it's with one or two people. If it's with a crowd, I wouldn't do it. It was a crowd of people, yeah, and they're all like, my kid is there. Yeah. Like, it just was like, it was not the place to, to flaunt my <laughs> drug addiction. But not to mention, not to mention, I didn't like drinking when I could drink. Like, they said, why don't you yeah, drink? Yeah, you don't drink anyways. I said, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. You yeah. know? That's that's just it. Um, why don't we um, read the email of the day? Okay. Um, I'm going to read the one... Oh, what's your name responded? Oh. Lori. Who's, what's your right? She said, can't do it. Sorry. Please give me more notice next time, and I'd love to call in. You're such a jackass. <laughs> this is some very, very big-time celebrity woman... <laughs> And Chris refu- Chris is so, like, self-hating and self-sabotaging that he refuses to call ahead of time. That's... <laughs> it's not true? Uh, it's not that I refuse to call in. It's just that I don't have my shit together. Dude, all you have to do is hit a button and then text a message. What shit? It's not like the old days where you have a Rolodex and you have to find her information. What shit do you have to get together in order to reach out to her? I procrastinate a lot. No, there's something that tells you that you're not good enough to ask her to do it. I just asked her like two hours ago. Dude, every show I beg you to call her and you say no. Well, next time will you do it? I'll do it. Really? Yeah, hold me to this, Dopey Nation. They don't talk to you. We're going to try to get uh, this Lori Dew on the line. You're who such was an a jackass. News Fuck anchor. this whole thing up. sober. Um, and supposedly she met Bush drunk or something? I don't know. That's Why are you asking me? You told me that. Well, if you Google, that's what it talks about. Can you please tell me what, why have you prevented her from coming on the show? I don't know. Like, you're trying to gaze into my subconscious. I'm trying to really find out the truth. I heard a really good quote today about the subconscious. You guys ready for this? This is Carl Jung. I highly recommend you reading some Jung. Until we make the unconscious conscious, our lives will be directed by it, and we will call it fate. Here, let me hear it again. Until we make the unconscious conscious, our lives will be directed by it, and we will call it fate. One more time. Until we make the unconscious conscious, our lives will be directed by it, and we will call it fate. How do you make the unconscious conscious? I don't know. Analysis? No. Well, that's what analysis is. What is that? Psychoanalysis. What are you pointing at? Oh, it's this Empire State Building. No, 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 no. There's some weird shadows moving in those windows in waves. Oh, it's wild. All right, so let's read the email. Do you see that? I don't. 
but this is not good for the show. Do you have really any HPPD? No, I don't have that stuff. Um, okay, so the title of this email is Dumb Luck. Stop me if we've read this before, okay? Yes, man. Uh, I was. This is from Adrienne. And she, we're also going to play Adrienne. Um, her husband is a musician, and they did a cover of uh, the song we close out with, uh, Good So Bad. She, uh, she actually made her own version of Good So Bad. Pretty cool, huh? So cool. Yeah. All right, so this is the email she sent before she made the cover. I was about 18 at the time and had been partying over at my on-again, off-again man's house. I wasn't sure where that night was leading and remember feeling insecure about it. So naturally, I drank excessively and can't really remember if I did drugs that night. But at that time, it wouldn't have been unlikely. Well, that night did not lead to the happy ending I was hoping for. So I decided to drive myself home. I remember making that decision, but that's when I blacked out. Next thing I know, I'm being woken up by two men standing next to my car window. One is a cop, the other, who is standing closer, a pedestrian. He tells me to roll down my window. I roll down my window. He tells me to put the car in park. I put the car in park, now realizing that I had passed out in the middle of I-93 with my foot on the brake. The cop is calling for backup. The pedestrian tells me to unlock my car door and move over. I do exactly as he says, and he jumps in the driver's seat and takes off down the highway. This stranger, a young man who said he was a Marine, had decided that he wasn't going to let a young girl go down on the eve of Easter and risk getting into a lot of trouble by speeding off with me. Of course, at this point, I've snapped into alertness and I'm freaking out. What the fuck, what the fuck, what the fuck? I notice him notice me now, looking at me for the first time as we speed away. He tells me he'll take me to his place. He tells you. He tells me he'll take me to his place and I should probably stay there for the night. I thank him repeatedly. His friend, who had been with him when they found me, shows up 10 minutes later. He says the cop was floored, but kind of just threw his hands up, and that was that. They offer me a drink. I pass out, sitting up on his couch, and wake up in the morning, opening one eye slowly. The friend is lying on me, handcuffing my boob. The getaway driver is telling the story of how they found me to a topless woman. Luckily, I had spotted my keys. I jump up, grab them off the coffee table, thank him again, wish him a happy Easter, and head home to get myself ready to see the fam. The way this night turned out was so fucking lucky for me. The more, like, the more likely scenarios would have been that I killed someone and wound up in jail, killed myself, or at the very least gotten a DUI. Had it ever just been a DUI? I believe that at, a particular, at that particular time in my life, it would have been devastating. I would have had to move back home and I know that would have spiraled me into a drug-fueled tailspin. Obama did coke, but he was never arrested for it. Had he been, he would have never become president. I'm wondering if either of you, I'm wondering if for either of you, there were any particular events that spiraled you downward into a path of heavy addiction. Had something else happened on occasion, do you think you would have walked the same path? Also, where do I find that I want to be so good, bad song to listen to? If it's not on Spotify, then you're slacking. It gets stuck in my head. Thanks, guys. You need to get that, or? Well, that's a crazy story. It's pretty crazy, huh? I wonder, uh... She didn't mention that rape could have been a possibility. I know. That, that was, like, the first thing I thought. Of. That's because like, I feel like she got... <laughs> Maybe she did. I hope not. I hope not. I guess rape is not that, uh... Isn't, I'm sure it would have been a horrible scenario. Why'd I don't do think she did. I think she would have probably said something. She would have known that. Well, she did an amazing version of Good So Bad. You're not going to play it? 
Yeah, let's hear it. You want me to play it right now? But before you play it, find it. I want to just give a shout-out to Kristen uh, Finn Bogassin of Iceland. Or Finland. I think Iceland. He wrote us a bunch of times, and he said that if we mention him, it would do him well with some chick someplace. It's too bad we didn't mention him earlier, though. I always feel bad. We bury it in the end of the episode. Well, we could start the next one with it, too. Yeah. But thank you for listening. Double shout-out. And, uh... Stay strong, and let's hope uh, Iceland is treating you well. Sorry it's been so long. I'm a fucking idiot. Exactly. What do you mean? You're an idiot. Why do you say that? Um, Okay, so I'm going to... We're also going to do the review of the week, because we'll read that. We'll do the review of the week. We'll wrap it up. We're going to play the girl's version of Good So Bad from the email we just read, and then we'll play Dave's version, and we'll close out the episode. Maybe we just close it with hers. Maybe. But you don't think it'd be cool to contrast... Why? They've heard the song twice? No, let's just do hers. I'll read the review of the week. Okay. The dopey review of the week... I have it. Okay. Um, was actually on the Dopey Podcast Instagram page this week. Yeah, which can be found on Instagram under Dopey Podcast. Yes, yeah, so if you want to find the Dopey Podcast Instagram page, all you have to do is go on Instagram and type in Dopey Podcast. And, like, if you're listening... And you have a phone, if you're one of the thousand people that are going to listen to this episode, why don't you fucking follow us on Instagram? Like, we have, like, 20 people following us. Yeah, and uh, subscribe to us on uh, the Apple Podcast app and drop us a review. That Is that would... what it's called, the Apple Isn't it called iTunes? iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. Just do something, man. Write an email, fucking it. It makes our days. It makes it's our everything. days so much better. And we it's reach everything. out back, all of a sudden you have friends, we have friends. Yeah. But just for and the least. we mention, I mean, it should be the dopeypodcast.com. <gasps> I can't believe we didn't mention it. <laughs> we, oh, my God. By now, it's been up and it's prospering. We yeah. have a website. We got a fucking website, Dopeypodcast.com. We're a couple of idiots. It took us a year. These other people that start podcasts, they have it before they even start. We're not idiots. We wanted to see how it was going to go. Yeah. I mean, we have now we have a wealth of... Of stuff that goes on the Dopey Podcast. We have t-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts, emails. Mugs, don't fucking promise them mugs. We're going to have mugs. All these places just slap the logo on it and sell it. My friend friend at work was like, you know, people who use drugs tend to drink a lot of coffee, so maybe you should have mugs. So we'll do mugs? Yeah. Okay. We, We put on amazing emails from you guys, stories, our own stories, music, art. The whole thing. The whole Megillah, as they yeah. say in Yiddish. Yeah. Anyway. So go to dopeypodcast.com, check it out, peruse it. Yeah, but, but before you do that, just... And we got, oh, but we got uh, some blog entries from me, Dave, and Graphic Design Ryan, so you can read some stories that we've written ourselves, and then we have another tab called uh, the Dopey Nation tab that has emails, some of the emails we've read on the show, and some audio messages that you can listen to. So if you're sitting at work... And uh, you, you can indulge do. in the dopey audio. You can uh, read some stories. Not to mention, you can like look at dopey <laughs> in a different way. Yeah, you know, it's more to see. But but before you look at dopeypodcast.com, just follow us on the Instagram. And just write us a fucking review. Just do something. And like us on Facebook, please. We got like nothing. It's all we got in life. Yeah, we've so little. Yes. Besides our families. Dave and I, you know what Dave was saying to me once? He said, the beauty of Dopey is that both of us have a ton of self-hatred. And he said, that's a good thing for Dopey. So one thing that alleviates our self-hatred is uh, Instagram followers, Facebook likes, Apple podcast reviews. But it sounds. But if we have less self hatred, Dopey will be worse. 
Ah, it's a good that, point. That's the paradox. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to keep Dopey good, then don't like us anywhere. But if you want to give us a little bit of relief, like us someplace. Yes. Isn't yes. that an interesting paradox? It is an interesting paradox. All right, here's the Dopey review of the year, basically. Of the, here's the Dopey review of the millennium. Last year. Yeah. This is the Dopey review of last year. This is the Dopey review of all Dopey reviews. If you ever, like, think you can top this review, you should leave a review. <laughs> um, this is... It's called... And the title is so sweet. Addicted to Dopey, from Becky, from Oregon. Five stars. And I think uh, a certain ginger could take note of this stellar review. Hi, Dave and Chris. I started listening to your podcast in April 2016. My family and I did an intervention with my 20-year-old son who is addicted to heroin. He has been using needles for about four years and at the time was living in his car. I am a meth addict from the 90s and hit my rock bottom while smoking meth or crank as we called it then. I totally understood the affliction, but because of so much time passing, I wasn't aware of new and different drugs that are so popular. I am a desperate I am desperate to save my son's life and was on the search for all the information I could get my hands on. Your podcast came up on one of my searches. I started listening and right away was taken in with your charisma and the way your stories are told and the connection you have. That means our connection with each other. Mm. That's nice. My son started working again. After a few months at home, uh, we started carpooling and listening together every day. We have caught up very quickly and now look forward every time we see the red indicator on the podcast app to listen to the next one. At first, my son was very reluctant to talk about his drugs and habits and routines of the past. And I, of course, ask a million questions and want to know everything. I'm not sure if he felt shameful or he was protecting me by not speaking out. But what I do know is that your podcast, your stories, and your voices every day started a spark in my son to be okay with telling me his stories. And now we have conversations. Good, honest, healing ones. So my son and I thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Please continue your podcasts. There are so many of us listening. Bullshit. Oh, sorry. (laughs) There are so many of us listening. From one desperate parent to the millions of others out there trying to save our children. Give Dopey a try. You won't be sorry. It was great. It was touching. It's amazing. Thank Thank you, you. Becky. Yeah, thank you, Becky. If there are so many people listening... uh, what the fuck, man? What do you mean? What the fuck? You know what I mean. All, All right. right. So, no, toodles no, no. Not what do you mean? You're going to end early? No, I'm going to close it out with the thing, but um, do you want to listen to it? I mean, I want to put it actually in so it's full audio All quality. All right. So, Dopey Nation, stay strong. We've begged you enough. So, goodbye. You did a lot of begging. too. You begged more than I did. I know. So, why do you think? good. I'm going to step my begging up. There's going to be a lot of begging from now on. You're going to follow in Shane, the sober guy's tradition of begging for reviews? He doesn't do that. That's what he does. You, you have never even listened to That's his, his podcast. Thing. Shane, Shane is out there begging. Why do you want to start shit with Shane? I, He's I want, a good dude. I want a good few. sobriety that helps people. You're such a little pussy, man. <laughs> what do you mean? You're such a pussy. Yeah. Uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Yeah, oh, and a shout out to uh, Shane. Church and other drugs. Yeah, check that yeah, on. Yeah, that check was awesome. that shit out. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna do well. I have a good feeling about them. Yeah, but um, that sober guy, man, you better step your shit up, son. What are you talking about? 
You know what I'm talking about. He's <laughs> just <laughs> step your shit up. Uh, okay. Because we're going to take his fucking spot in a second because he's not in touch with the people. <laughs> he's, dude, he got some uh, ex-NFL player on his show. Well, why doesn't he come on Dopey? What, is he too good for us? He, he probably would if he just never reached out to him again. You've reached out to him. He said he'd come on. Yeah, but then after that I didn't. All right, Shane, let's step your game up, buddy. Okay, so... Tell Shane to step his game up. And with that, we'll end with a... Oh, with this amazing cover of my song, Good So Bad, that me and my friend Justin wrote a million years ago. And... Toodles? Toodles. You said it. Oh, You God. said it. All right, toodles. Wait, wait, wait. Tell Shane to step his game up. Um, Shane, you're a wonderful human being. The light in me honors the light in you. Don't you think you Continue. should step his game up a little Continue. bit, though? His game is on point. You don't want to tell him to step his game up? No, you. that's for you. That's your duty. Yeah, Shane, you better step your game up, son. Uh, all right, guys. Toodles.
wonder would it do me any good Until I get some money in my pocket Then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood But I want to be good so bad want to be so good, so bad, so bad I want to be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And I want to take a ride up in the sky Watch this aeroplane just pass me by And I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive Just to show all of these people what it means to be alive But I want to be Wanna be so good, so bad, so bad I wanna be good, so bad Bad desire's all I ever had And my shadow's getting smaller and smaller And it's time to where I stand Shadow's getting smaller and smaller City far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find. And I wanna be good so bad. Wanna be good so bad, so bad. I wanna be good so bad. Bad desires all I ever had. Damn it, all these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And these suckers make me mad And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had 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 And these suckers make me mad And it's all I ever had And I want to call my dad And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had And it's all I ever had